Welcome to another bonus episode of Mentors on the Mic podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe, like, follow, follow me on Instagram at Michelle Simone Miller and at Mentors on the Mic. Subscribe to the platform you are currently listening to this episode because we have such a treat for you today. We are so happy to have another incredible mentor revisit the podcast. Aliza Licht is a digital and brand marketer with over two decades of experience. She's also the founder and president of Leave Your Mark LLC, a multimedia brand focused on career development and personal branding. Her last book, Leave Your Mark, has been translated into Spanish, Chinese, and Russian, and is ranked in the Book Authority's 100 Best Career Development Books of All Time and is required reading in many universities across the country. Licht was dubbed one of America's next top mentors by the New York Times and Business Insider's most innovative career coaches. You can check out her full incredible career and advice on Season 3, Episode 7. The link is in the show notes. In celebration of her new upcoming book, On Brand, Shape Your Narrative, Share Your Vision, Shift Their Perception, which is available everywhere on April 18th, 2023. We are bringing Aliza back to discuss some of her incredible branding tips. She is a sought-after brand expert and coach. She not only has her own membership for mentees, but a consulting firm specializing in creative marketing and digital strategy. She is the person to ask this. We are so lucky to have her for a special bonus episode where we discuss three tips for building your audience and creating your content strategy right now. I'll also add there's a little bit of construction noise in the background, some New York City sounds. We got some of it out in editing, but the episode is so good, guys. Here's Aliza Licht. Hi, Aliza. Welcome back to Mentors on the Mic. I am so happy to be here, Michelle. Thank I, you for having me. This is very exciting for me. Obviously, I, you know, I, I gushed about you in our last interview together, and I'm such a fan. I mean, for anyone who is not following you and not and not like on your mailing list, get on because I feel like you br- you give us gems all the time on your email list. It's really just a very nurturing mailing list, and I feel Thank like I'm you. part of quite a few, and I'm constantly unsubscribing from them because it's just it's so easy to just have your email just like racked up with all these different email lists and subscriptions but yours is really like valuable so I just want to start off right there I really appreciate that. that I really appreciate that so we're coming out with a new book. I'm so thrilled. I'm so exciting. On brand, shape your narrative, share your vision, shift their perception. And we're going to go into it a bit more. Look how gorgeous that is. This is it's- my only, I told you, this is like my only copy. It's like a gunmetal blue. Um, inside it has like a nice little blue. Oh, it has like a little Tiffany blue inside. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, it's metallic, as you can see from the light. So yes, so yes, Amazing. I'm very excited for on brand to come into the world. I know. I'm sure this has been something you've been working on for quite some time. So this is like, it's like a baby. Yes, just like for sure. Here, here world, here you are. Um, so we're just going to break this down because I wanted to just give a really beautiful like bonus episode for my audience. They're constantly looking for ways to nurture their audiences, their respective audiences, or work on their brands or work on, you know, a lot, you know, they're in the entertainment industry. They're constantly having to think about their social media presence. They're constantly thinking about their content production. So I'm Thank so you. thrilled that you're coming here. Um, and I wanted to provide like three actionable steps for 
for building your audience, for creating a social media strategy that works. And I will say this, you were, you know, I was lucky enough to get an advanced copy sent to me by you. Thank you so much for that. And although we're talking about three steps, it's almost silly because there's so many steps. And like, I just felt like you packed so much into this book in the best way. Um, I feel like I'm just going to have to sit with it and just give myself time to process. Like, I, I think people should be creating like little book clubs from this book so they could just work on it like chapters together and then like talk to each other. There's just something about the way it's structured. Is that was that Thank an you. intention? Or? It was with intention because I think that the idea of building a personal brand is a little bit abstract to people. And what I wanted to do is make it really user friendly. So part of it is is my own story, right? But then you know, of course, bringing in expert contributors on certain subjects, but also the mental gymnastics exercises where people yes. are invited to kind of think through each theme and each topic as they go. So yeah, I mean, that was the intention. And I think it's possible for everyone to do this if they kind of put in the work because it does take work. And I will say, I mean, people always think about, and I'm sure you can really attest to this, but people always think about, you know, especially actors. They're like, oh, when I book that big thing, then I'll hire the PR person and then I'll develop all this stuff, right? I'll create a stronger social media strategy. I'll work on promoting X, Y, and Z in a very effective way. But you really should start earlier, right? Does that make sense? Is that uh, true? Not only does it make sense, Michelle, it's it's essential to start yeah with that first, because that also can lead to countless other opportunities, right? I mean, one of the things I say in the introduction of On Brand is a strong personal brand means that your name gets dropped in rooms you're not in. Mm. So people who are looking for their next gig want to be thought of in different rooms around Hollywood, right? I mean, they want to be thought of for that next role. So you kind of have to just do it and you have to start. And I think it doesn't take a huge strategy. I think part of it is just doing. Yeah, I agree. And we're going to talk about that because that's actually part of the three tips and part of something I wanted to bring up with you as well. But let's just start into it. So the first one you talk about is fill your content bucket. Some people call them pillars. What do you mean by that? And how should someone go about this? I will sort of preface this by saying that you do recommend doing this Venn diagram exercise that you mentioned earlier in the book that would be really helpful in st- before starting your social media strategy. So let's just rewind one tiny second, because I think the first thing is answering the question, what do you want to be known for, right? Really understanding. So every social media presence you have, what does that bio say? Like what that is free real estate to say who you want to be or who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So starting with that question that you ask yourself, the next thing is, You know, a content strategy needs to be multifaceted. You can't just talk about the same thing over and over again. You have to be able to hit on the same themes because you want to be on brand for yourself, but you've got to present it in a lot of different interesting ways to be able to, what I say in the book, like stretch the content, right? Mm. So the first step is really, you know, the Venn diagram is really helpful to to sort of be self-reflective and think about, okay, what are the, what are my areas of interest? What do I talk about now online? And try to 
create buckets out of them and kind of see what that center middle is, that shared space of what you often find yourself already talking about. So it does start with maybe doing a quick audit of your social right now and really categorizing your posts. Um, more than that, though, it's not just categorizing what you're talking about, but it's also thinking about, well, is it always you on camera or is it you behind the camera? Like, what is your point of view on social media? Mm. And then thinking about, okay, that shared middle area of the Venn diagram, let's make those our content buckets and then build them out. So in the book, I give examples of this, but it's really a very simple exercise to just get to know yourself a little bit better and how you want to come off on social media. Because at the end of the day, when you're building a community, you have to decide, number one, how personal you're going to get, right? There's no rule that says you need to disclose your entire life on social media to build a community. But what you do need to do is authentically connect with your audience. Well said. Thanks. I mean, there's so much there to unpack, but it really is like being your own PR, PR people, PR agent, PR. What is it? Uh, publicists. Publicist. Yeah, thank you. That works well. <laughs> it's being our own publicist because, you know, it is. I love the idea of doing an audit. I love the idea of expanding that to go like, what is important to us to share with our communities, and then what? How do we go about that and making it intentional moving forward, as opposed to this accidental? Oh, I've been doing this, this. I threw this on a wall. It's now being intentional about it. So yes. I love that. And then, and then it comes down to, and in the book, if you recall, Michelle, there's a chapter um, where Kendall Ostrow, who built, you know, UTA yes. uh, IQ, and and she has built so many um, celebrity digital communities. And the idea of, you know, the power of social relationship, right? And, and your fans really feeling connected to you. Um, one of the things we go over in the book is like, well, like as you get bigger, like is someone else doing this for you? Or are you doing it yourself? And really the people who do it best are super involved in their social media. And, and one of the things that anyone can do right now is to really think about, okay, what are you doing this week? What would you think would be interesting to your community? And have an assistant or have an intern tag along and just capture content for you. Like this is lo-fi. This is not yeah. high production stuff. Yeah, it's so true. That is so true. All right, so let's go into the second uh, point. So the second point is creating, um, considering your content's creative formats, right? So that's about five to 10 content buckets, or, you know, I think you also called them like general areas that you'd want to focus on. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean by that? So unfortunately for us, and everyone knows this, but we are renting our audiences from mm. these social media platforms which is why it's really important to collect email addresses. Yes. And because we're renting these audiences, we're also at the whim of what is important to those platforms. So when Instagram started needing to compete with TikTok and introduced Reels, right. some people jumped on and some people were like, oh, no, no, that's not for me. I, I'm just going to post photos. But it's not really a choice. Because at the end of the day, you are swimming upstream if you're not kind of playing to what they want you to focus on. And the formats that they are promoting as new and different and look at this new innovation, that is what they're going to give priority to. So I'm sure 
everyone who's listening right now can think about, wow, my photos used to get X amount of engagements and now it's down to whatever, something smaller. Yeah. You take that same message, that same piece of content and shoot it, you know, camera first, face forward, where you're talking to the camera like the camera is your best friend, you're going to see an enormous difference in impression volume. And with video especially, it's important to understand what we're asking our community to do. You can't expect that someone is going to both view your content and like your content. So the metric that we're looking for for video is really impressions. How many views are you getting? How long are people watching? I want to tell you guys all about Cave Day, which I've been absolutely loving the last few months. I joined Cave Day after reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. You might have even heard me mention Cave Day during the Atomic Habits five-part miniseries. Cave Day are group-focused sessions led on Zoom that focus on monotasks. So have you ever had a task where you constantly feel just distracted by Instagram, your phone, text messages, TikTok? It takes you forever to do something super simple. Cave Day asks you to put your phone somewhere where we can't see it and focus on the one task ahead of you for the period of time you're in the cave. I take it one step further and use one of their weekly planning workshops to decide on my goals for the week breaking them down into monotasks and planning out my week of caves so I can get it all done. I've never been so productive. You can do one, you can sign up for one, two, or three hour long sprints, depending on the task in front of you. And it doesn't even have to be work. Let it be that yoga session you keep pushing off or meditating or making a fun lunch, but have other people there to be accountable. I work from home and sometimes, especially with this podcast, it often feels like I'm doing everything on my own. So logging into these focus sessions, seeing other people work, using cave day strategies and techniques and routines that help me stay on top of it. I feel like it's just a no brainer. Join me today. Try the first month for only a dollar or your first three months for only $40. I get so much work done in the cave without feeling burned out. The link is in my show notes for the discount. It is so good. And I know we talked about, I mean, I know you talked about this and I've talked about this on my social media before that it is difficult. Like, listen, I'm an actor and I'm sure actors out there can understand this. When I look at a camera, I think to myself, I am, uh, I am, I'm selling some sort of product for a commercial. That is the only time I'm really trained to look at a camera. We look at a camera and we go, you should buy this and this and this because of this reason. And there's like a little bit of like, I imagine my, like a board right next to the camera where like I read the commercial copy if I don't get it in advance. Um, and it feels very uh, commercially. I, that's the only thing I can explain it. So when I sit in front of a camera sometimes, I don't mind stories as much, but there's something about posting videos to reels that like I've had to do my own little mental gymnastics about because there's it's there's a discomfort and I know you talked about that in the book as well that you experienced a little bit of a discomfort with yes. speaking to camera. Can you talk a little bit about that because you're doing it now really like quite often. So when I read that I was like, oh that's so interesting that because I can A relate but B she's doing a very good job of pushing through that discomfort. So Thank you. Well, you know, there's a whole section on rebranding your fear in on brand. Yeah. Um 
So, yes. So, first of all, you know, for everyone listening, I was an anonymous social media personality in my former life called DKYPR Girl, which I was the voice and later on the face of. It was through my role as SVP Global Communications at Donna Karen, where I spent 17 years. DKYPR Girl was a Twitter handle for the most part, and it was the written word, right? I was able to build a community really through writing. And it expanded to Tumblr and later on Instagram. But one of the things that happened because I was anonymous was I didn't create my own personal social media accounts until years later. So I was very late to Instagram personally and Twitter personally. So when I started on Instagram and it was sharing photos, I was more sharing you know, what I was doing. I was less about pictures of me, even though I love fashion, maybe there'd be a selfie here and there, but it wasn't really something that I was interested in doing. It wasn't really on brand for me. And when Instagram sort of pushed reels and it became very clear from a performance perspective that like, you better start doing video or you're going to die on this platform. Mm -hmm. I had no choice. So what I did for myself was think about Okay, I don't want to do outfits of the day, even though I love fashion. I don't want to be kind of like seeking attention, if that makes sense. Like I really wanted to come up with a tactic where it would be easy to do. And maybe if it was in service of others and educating people or paying forward what I know, then I wouldn't feel so weird doing it. So that's kind of what I decided to do. So, so my videos are shot literally every morning at like 7.30 in the morning, as you know, while I'm doing my makeup to get ready for the day because that is when I have the time to think. I do it in real time. I don't have a content strategy. But making it easy for yourself, I think, is the first step. Like if you're going to start to think like, I need to set up this big production and I need to have a team and I need to like have outfits and change and all of that, that is, listen, that's a choice. A lot of people do do that, especially if you're a full-time content creator, but that is not my lifestyle, right? I am a marketer, an author, podcaster. I have a lot of other things that I'm doing. So I need my content strategy to first and foremost fit in with my lifestyle. So it's not glossy. It's super real iPhone ring light at my makeup table. And then hopefully passing on, you know, a piece of information or advice that people take away and, and, you know, learn something from. And I think more and more, that's what people are looking for. You know, as someone who does follow you on Instagram and who has been watching these videos, there's just something very just easy and 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 enjoyable about watching someone not get dressed up and dolled up and and obviously you're putting makeup on so you're in the process of actually getting dolled <laughs> up but more it's more to the like the intimacy of just seeing you at a vanity just putting on makeup and then just sharing something with us as if you would you know if I was just sitting next to you and you were like talking to me about something it feels very intimate it feels very close um and it is something doesn't and, and everybody doesn't have to do it that way but I will say it it does give me a little bit of um 
what's the word, permission to not have to be so dolled up for everything and not to, and and that is my sort of, I think, initial sort of obstacle in doing all this. It's a, as a perfectionist, you want to do everything really, really well. And especially if it's on video and the last, you know, at least a few months, I've been really trying to like push past that and feel like it doesn't need to be always, you know, beautifully executed and done all the time. Um, And I was reading the book Atomic Habits, you know, recently, and it was all about, especially for something like social media, I feel like a lot of it is like, it's more about it's more about the quantity than the quality. We we don't need to worry so much about how everything needs to be polished and perfect and great. It's a lot to do with just just start doing it and you'll figure kind of what you were saying before, just start doing it and and you'll find that voice. You'll find, you know, your style. You'll find what works for you. And that actually goes really well into the next step, which is plan out your content production and cadence. So what are your tips and strategies for that? And why is that your third step? So first of all, I think I just want to go back one step because I think especially for actors, I was talking to a friend the other night who really wants to build up his social presence and he hasn't really done video, even though he's a very well-known person in the world. And he sent me like a video, his first video that he was doing for feedback. And I said to him, it's not a monologue. Mm. You're not giving a speech. What you're really doing is you're becoming best friends with the camera. And I think as an actor, you can relate to that because it's really about removing that barrier between you and the camera, and that creates that intimacy. So at the end of the day, I think if you're going to do this and you're going to do it well, you're going to really try to create an intimate relationship with the people who are watching. And that means taking down the guard, It means not looking for perfection, like you wisely said, and it means just being natural and just talking. And I think it's almost so simple that people think it's hard. Well, yeah, but especially as an actor, I mean, like I said, when I look into the camera, it's it's for a purpose. And normally as an actor, you're not looking at the camera, right? So like there is a retraining of the brain of like, okay, what does it mean? Almost like when you're taking headshots and you have to kind of like really look at the camera and like not pose, but just but connect with the camera in a way. That's kind of what it's more like. Because really as an actor, I'm used to going, I know where the camera is, but I'm not looking anywhere near right. it. Right. I can't get intimate with the camera for this unless you're breaking the the fourth wall which doesn't happen quite often in projects so it really is a retraining of the brain but you're right it is it is just going away from perfectionism and just being really natural in yourself um which it's just a matter of doing right just do it just Just do it just do it and to answer your your question for the third point i think starting as you mean to go is the best piece of advice because consistency is important So like I said, I don't have a content calendar, but I know that if I'm going to get ready in the morning, I probably can take a minute to shoot a Mm. video. So for me, what works is just stream of consciousness. It's like, what am I reading that morning? What, what, what pissed me off on Twitter today that I want to talk about? What, um, what advice do I have to share? What, what did I wake up thinking about feeling, et cetera. But I also know that for what I do for clients is, Consistency is important because 
fans want to know, and especially on TikTok, you'll hear a lot of people say, well, I post at 12 and 3 because that's when my audience is audience is most active. So I think there is something to be said. I don't do it, but I, I admire people who do, who are like, no, every day it's 12 and 3. You know, I... I consult for different brands on social media as well. And, you know, we worked with different content creators. And I remember one who we were like, oh, we post at 12. He's like, no, 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 I can't post at 12. I have to post at 3. And we were like, okay, let's lean into that. Let's lean into the talent, what the talent feels their community wants. So that's another important thing. So for people who are listening who might be partnering with brands, right, because a lot of actors are supplementing yeah. You know, sort of the formal acting gigs with content creation for brands. Right. Mm-hmm. It's important that you work with brands that that really do appreciate your own creative process because at the end of the day, like you're hiring a content creator for their style, for their voice, for their point of view. Right. And that includes when and how they make the content. They're an expert at their audience. They're an expert at how they're doing whatever it is you're paying them to do. So there's trust in that. Um, wonderful. I mean, I really, we can go on and on about this. I want these to be shorter and and really to the point, but it's just so, there's so much in this book and it's like, these are three out of many steps, right? So, um, you call them mental gymnastics and I kind of feel like they're just very easy ways to like even fill in, in the book or, um, or if you want, you can always like have an accompanying journal for this, but it really is just a great way of, of looking at creating your brand, creating your community. And there's so much to it. So how long have you been working on this book? Just out of curiosity. I got the book deal in December and it was due June 1st. Um, But I actually want to say also, because I do think, you know, building an online presence is, is obviously an important part of a strategy. But one of the things that I really wanted to do in on brand was also speak to the people who are not comfortable on social media and what they can do in real life. And I think even as an actor who is building an online presence, your in real life presence is really important. So even though they're not having a corporate job, having executive presence, being able to own the room when you do go in for an audition is really important. And I go through all of those in real life practices as well. And, and also building authentic relationships, how you earn social capital, the network amongst you and your peers is so important because that can also lead to amazing new opportunities. So as much as I love the online world, I think it's really important to also equally emphasize in real life. Well said. Well said. What a great way to end this on. Thank you so much, Aliza, for for doing this, for coming back. Um, Michelle, my pleasure. I love, I can mean, honestly, we could talk about this all day. It's so easy, right? And if anyone wants to hear Aliza's like full story again, if you haven't heard it yet, it's in season three, episode seven. So definitely check it out. But again, thank you. Thank you again for coming back, Aliza. And I cannot wait for people to read this book. It's just so much to it. And in the show notes, you'll see a link to it, a link to purchase it and a link to your mailing list, because I really do think that's just a whole other level of of just help and instruction and guidance and mentorship. So again, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Mentors on the Mic. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend in entertainment you know would love it.
Let me know what you've learned or what stayed with you on our Instagram at mentors on the mic. I love reading your messages. Uh, you can also find me at, at Michelle Simone Miller on Instagram. On both accounts, I'll be sharing even more information about our mentors. Talk to someone about what you learned today who would really appreciate it and send them the episode. Also, if you love the show, please go ahead and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really makes a huge difference in growing this. It makes it easier for people to find our podcast, and I love reading your reviews. So thank you so much, and I'll see you next week. 